free agency starts today and we'll discuss what the Islanders may do and why Lula Morello probably will use trades rather than free agency as his primary way of improving this team. Plus, we answer your questions about free agency and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hi everybody, Gil Martin here, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, Free Agency, getting started today, Wednesday at noon Eastern Time. So we'll see what the Islanders do. But before we get to that, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, maybe you've got a comment on something we talked about, uh, a, a question that you'd like us to ask, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout this busy offseason, free agency, trade rumors, you name it. If it's happening to the Islanders between now and the start of training camp, we will break it down for you here on Locked on Islanders. So... Before we get to free agency, really quick, a little uh, housekeeping business. The Islanders did extend qualifying offers to five players late on Monday, finally announcing it as we know Lou Lamorello. Usually not prompt with the announcements, but Noah Dobson, Alexander Romanov, Kiefer Bellows, Parker Wotherspoon, and Arno Durando all extended qualifying offers, so the Islanders have a right of first refusal or uh, draft choice compensation if any of those five players sign with another team, depending on how big the new uh, contract they sign would be. Meanwhile, one player who was on the list to receive a qualifying offer did not receive one, and that is Michael Dalcole. Now, Dalcole... Also, not qualified by the Islanders last year, ended up re-signing on a one-year $750,000 a year deal. So, now we have to see what happens uh, with Dal Cole, whether he finds a home elsewhere or whether he uh, ends up rejoining the Islanders. As for free agency, here's the situation. The Islanders basically don't have 
a lot of cap space to work with. And now we crunch the numbers a little bit. And, you know, the Islanders probably to sign Noah Dobson and to sign Alexander Romanov, you're probably talking about, you know, five million a year, six million a year for Dobson, two and a half to three and a half for Romanov. That's nine or ten million. It takes the Islanders down to about a million to two million dollars in cap space. So again, in order to make a move in free agency, the Islanders are going to have to unload players in trades, whether it's Someone like Semyon Varlamov, who Lou Lamorello has said he doesn't really feel they should move. Well, Now, again, I think Lou Lamorello believes that, but he could also be saying that to try to encourage opposing teams to make bigger offers to say, hey, you don't want to trade him, we'll make you an offer you can't refuse. GMs do that kind of thing all the time. Josh Bailey, Anthony Bevilier. Bavillier, a little more than $4 million in cap space if they can get his contract off the books. Bailey, $5 million. Keep in mind, in addition to needing to sign Dobson and Romanov and Bellows, who probably will cost a million, a million and a half, two million tops, but one year from now, unless the Islanders reach a new agreement, Matthew Barzal going to be an RFA uh, next season, and and he's already making $7 million a year. You need to re-sign him. It's going to cost you more. If I'm Barzy, I don't necessarily want to sign now coming off uh, a less-than-outstanding season, but uh, we'll see whether or not uh, they can reach an agreement with Barzal, but that's still sort of hanging over the Islanders when they try to add players via free agency in this year's uh, free agent signing period. Now, we know as of the time I'm recording this, late on uh, Tuesday night, that Johnny Goudreau and the Flames have not reached an agreement. Looks like Goudreau is going to hit unrestricted free agency. We talked about that on the show yesterday, and boy... The Islanders would benefit immensely from that, but they're going to have to make some of those hockey trades that we've talked about uh, in order to make it possible. And looks like Nazem Kadri also will reach unrestricted free agency, although he still may end up re-signing with the Avs. So lots of big names out there. My personal feeling, however, remains this. The Islanders may add a moderately or low-priced free agent and that the big move, if there is one, will be made via a hockey trade. Lou Lamorello doesn't like to overpay. And I think if you want to sign a a Kadri or a Goudreau or any of the big-name free agents out there, you know you've got to pay top dollar, setting a new market price for that position. You overpay 98% of the time for those top market guys, maybe even more. So let's see, you know, the the Athletic ranked the Islanders 26th out of the 32 NHL teams in available cap space. Only the Canucks, Canadians, Sharks, 
Kings, Flyers, and Golden Knights were below the Islanders uh, entering free agency. And, and, you know, the way they did it was they included what it would cost to re-sign the restricted free agents that are most likely to be back. So that's why the Islanders end up so low on the list. I think the Islanders will not be big players on day one unless there's also a trade or two to announce, and we'll see what Lou Lamorello has up his sleeve. Lou keeps his cards close to the vest, not going to give away what he's thinking, why he's doing what he's doing, and then maybe, if you're lucky, you'll get some kind of cryptic answer uh, a day or two later. But as of right now, that's where it looks. Now, just quickly, a couple of other players who did not receive qualifying offers from their teams as of the deadline, 5 o'clock Eastern time this past Monday, uh, you know, two days ago. Uh, We'll talk about some of those. Ilya Samsonov, now a free agent, the goalie. He could be a lower-cost alternative to to Simeon Varlamov if they choose to trade him. Vitek Vanacek, uh, now with the Devils, so he's no longer on the market. Danton Heinen uh, did not receive a qualifying offer from Pittsburgh. Andre Kasse did not receive one from the Maple Leafs. And Sonny Milano. The Long Island native from Anaheim, uh, didn't get one from Anaheim. Nicholas Aubo-Kubel from Colorado. Brendan Lemieux from the Kings. A uh, bunch of players out there who have not received qualifying offers, and they now become unrestricted free agents as well. When we come back, we answer your questions about free agency and where the Islanders stand right now, plus the oldest player to ever suit up for the Islanders, as in the player with the oldest birthday. Let's see if you can guess who that is. He played with the Islanders in their first season. All that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, you got Major League Baseball, and there's so many things you could bet on NHL free agency, NHL futures, uh, NFL futures, NBA futures, lots still going on. And Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events like MMA, boxing, tennis, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's get to some questions from our listeners, and we always do appreciate them. Our listeners are the best. The Locked On Islanders family, you guys are enthusiastic, knowledgeable, and I really enjoy hearing from you. This one is from Ian in Westchester. He says, hi, I was just reading an article about how 25-year-old Dylan Strom uh, is an unrestricted free agent. I know he's a center, but maybe he could play wing. Maybe uh, talk a little bit about him. Thank you, Ian in Westchester. Really do appreciate it. Look, Dylan Strom, like you mentioned, uh, 25 years old. 
won't turn 26 until March. A former first-round pick, third overall by the uh, Coyotes way back in 2015. Been in the NHL since 16-17, but never really put it all together. Now, he had a career-high 22 goals this past year, 48 points in 69 games. Could he add a little offense to the Islanders? Yes. Has he played a lot on the wing? Not really. And therein lies the rub. If the Islanders have depth at any one position, center has got to be it. You got Barzal, Nelson, Pajot, Sezikis. Now, if you move one of those guys, although none of them are really big-time trade candidates, uh, maybe you then have a little bit of room for Dylan Strom, but unless he can be moved to the wing, I don't think he would be that good. Now, look, he's 6'3", 200. He's got a decent shot. Um, had a 17.5% shooting percentage, which was a career high had a little less than two shots per game, so he's not a a big shooter, but he can give you minutes. He's probably a a great third liner and a below average second liner at this point in his career, and you probably could sign him for a reasonable amount of money. But again, because Dylan Strom is a natural center, uh, probably not going to be a high priority for the Islanders unless one of those hockey moves that we've talked about uh, pans out and they need a center. Now, he'd be inexpensive. He'd make the team younger. And obviously, Ryan Strom, his uh, brother, used to play for the Islanders. Islanders drafted him in the first round a few years earlier than uh, than the Coyotes drafted Dylan. But I don't think it would be the best fit unless an opening comes at center. Uh, This next one is from Shlomo. He writes, uh, Hi, love watching the show, so thank you for watching on YouTube. Uh, Free agency starts Wednesday. I was wondering what you think the Islanders might try to go for a Nazem Kadri or a Johnny Goudreau. Thanks. Uh, Shlomo, thank you for the email. This is uh, great to hear from you again. As far as Goudreau is concerned, again, I love to get Goudreau. I think it would be an instant difference maker, the kind of player that would get the Islanders' offense to the next level. But because it would cost eight, nine, nine and a half, maybe even $10 million a year, there has to be a trade coordinated before they could make that signing. Uh, I'd love to see it, though. I really would. Kadri, I think you could get for a little bit less money. There's a little more off-ice baggage for Kadri, but his talent and his ability to, to, to get things done is undeniable. Uh, again, the, the key with Kadri is the expense. And Nazem Kadri, 31 years old. He'll be 32 before the new season starts. He's also a natural center, but Kadri can play on the wing if you need him to. And, you know, the good thing about Nazem Kadri, among other things, uh, more than three shots on goal per game and shot attempts, uh, almost, you, you know, 439 shot attempts in 71 games, 
pretty impressive. He has a couple of 30-goal seasons, had 28 goals this year in 71 games. The problem is the cost. And, you know, Kadri just won a cup. He knows what it takes to win. I, I, I think he, he has talent. He's not afraid to be physical. Uh, he'll grind it out. He'll hit when he needs to, although certainly not the way he was hitting in his days in Toronto. But, again, you need to make a trade in order to make that happen because of the salary cap ramifications. And we'll see, you know, whether or not that happens. Our next uh, email is from Mason from Selden. Uh, Wanted to hear what you think Lou will do during the free agent market. We already filled the defense role, and I think we'll be going after a goal-scoring winger. Would love to hear what you think. Mason, thank you again for the email. Yeah, I I think goal-scoring winger is the ideal thing that the Islanders need. If I were a betting person, and I would go to bet online and look at the odds, I would say, again, Trade is the more likely route than free agency. Uh, I don't think we get another defenseman via free agency unless it's a third pairing kind of a player who they can get for relatively little money. And that would then, I think, close the door on Andy Green and Zdeno Chara if they even want a return and if the Islanders even want them back. Uh, But... More than that, yeah, the goal-scoring winger. And when I say goal-scoring winger, like Nazem Kadri, 28 goals last year in 71 games, that's sort of the low end of the kind of goal scorer that I think the Islanders need. If they're going to bring in somebody who's going to cost five, six, seven, ten million dollars anything above $6 million a year, let's say, it's got to be a guy who is a bona fide, consistent 30-goal scorer. I don't want a 20-25-goal to 25 goal guy for that kind of money. And the thing is, on paper, the Islanders have a bunch of guys who are capable of scoring 20. Barzal can score 20. Pajot can score 20. Uh, you know, certainly you have... Guys like Nelson, who can obviously score 30. Lee can score 30. Uh, Bavillier is capable, but Palmieri certainly can get you 20. Wallstrom should be able to get you 20. Bellows, with a full season and regular shifts, might be able to get you 20. But we need, what the Islanders need to go out and get, is not another decent goal scorer. They need to go out and get that one guy who tilts the ice, the guy that opposing teams need to account for any time he is on the ice, the guy who is going to be the next Mike Bossy. And no, nobody is going to score goals like Bossy did in the late 70s and early 80s. It's a different era. Nobody gets, you know, nine straight seasons of 50 or more goals. It just doesn't happen with any kind of regularity, but get me a 30 to 35 goal guy or better. Get me somebody who consistently shows that he could put the puck in the net, who's lethal on the power play, who's not afraid to shoot early and often, 
and who is going to be the guy that opposing coaches say when they are preparing to play the New York Islanders, how do we stop that guy? Because he's going to, if we don't do something special to slow him down, he is going to beat us. And even more importantly, that's got to be the case in a best of seven playoff series if the Islanders do manage to get back to the playoffs. They need that special player who is going to tilt the ice. And I think it's more likely to happen in a trade, but I wouldn't entirely rule it out in free agency. I guess to me, to get that goal scorer, that difference maker, Lou Lamorello, you got to go big or go home. Make a difference or don't bother. And I think we will see a pretty big move within the next week or two, but I think it's more likely to come via trade than via free agency. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. Stay with us. More to get to on today's Islanders Locked on Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by your friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? No, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a car dealership or chain store? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, believe it or not, Monday would have been the 90th birthday of former Islanders center Ron Stewart. Now, Stewart uh, passed away 10 years ago, a little more than 10 years ago at the age of 79, just before his 80th birthday the native of Calgary, Alberta, one of those great original six old-time hockey guys, always more of a, of a two-way forward, a checking forward, uh, played on some cup winners with the Maple Leafs, started his career in 1952-53. He played hockey before there was an NHL entry draft, had a 21-goal season in 58-59, Stayed with the Leafs through the 64-65 season, then played two years with the Bruins and was an original member of the St. Louis Blues. Was then dealt to the New York Rangers where he played through the 70-71 season. Uh, was an original Vancouver Canuck. Uh, oh, excuse me, a second year Vancouver Canuck. Back to the Rangers for their playoff run in 71-72 and the early part of 72-73, and then in the first ever deal between the Islanders and that team that plays at Madison Square Garden, the Islanders acquired Ron Stewart for cash uh, early in the 72-73 campaign, and Stewart was there to bring experience and almost sort of be an assistant coach on the ice for this very young Islanders team, and he only played in 
22 games with the Islanders, two goals, four points, and four penalty minutes. Never a big penalty minute guy, always a clean, checking kind of a forward. He was a minus 17 in 22 games, which for the first-year Islanders really wasn't that bad. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Isles. We take you all the way back to November 25th, 1972 at the Igloo in Pittsburgh, Islanders taking on the Penguins. It's Billy Smith in goal for the Isles. Jim Rutherford, yeah, the future GM, he was the goalie for the Penguins. And all the scoring in this game came in the first period. The Penguins struck first Greg Polis, his sixth, from Brian Hextall and Jean Pronovo at 26 seconds, very early into the game. One nothing Islanders trailing. Then the Penguins' power play goes to work. Brian Spinner Spencer off for tripping. Greg Polis his second of the game, seventh of the year. Brian Hextall and Jack Lynch with the assist at 5:43. Islanders trailing two to nothing. But the Islanders get a power play opportunity when the late Brian Bugsy Watson goes off for slashing. And Jermaine Gagnon, his six from Dave Hudson and Billy Harris at 11.32. Islanders two within a goal. Bugsy Watson, who was, by the time he retired, the all-time penalty minutes leader in NHL history, takes another penalty, a tripping call this time. He is off. Ron Stewart, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets the game-tying goal, his second of the year. Ed Westfall and Dave Hudson with the assist, so the captain assisting two of the more experienced veteran players on that first-year Islanders team, Ed Westfall and Ron Stewart, connecting to tie the game. It ends that way, 2-2, two to two, and the Islanders earn what was only the second tie in franchise history. It was this road tie with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Billy Smith, 30 saves to earn the tie, Islanders outshot 32 to 19 in this one for Ron Stewart. Uh, the game tying goal. He only had the one shot, and he was a minus one in this game. But uh, Ron Stewart, an experienced, steadying force on the first-year Islanders. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Going to be an interesting free agency period again. I still think trade is the more likely route that Lou Lamorello will go, and I'll put it this way. Even if the Islanders do make a free agent signing, it will be in conjunction with a trade that frees up cap space. So be ready, folks, because this news could break at any time. And when it does, we will have a, a video go up on Twitter, and we will have full coverage of it on the next Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your next listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.